Hey, everybody. This no, is... Go ahead. You're fine. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> <sighs> keeps messing with It's her. Mercury retrograde, everybody. <laughs> this is Katie from Psychic on the Scene, back for another edition. And with me, as always, is a lovely D. Scott <laughs> and the lovely Michelle Lyons Polito. Hey. And we got a double treat tonight. We have Jake Paul here for our second episode this evening. Mm-hmm. And tonight's topic is voodoo. It's in appreciation for Mardi Gras. And tomorrow is Fat, Fat Tuesday. Tuesday. So <laughs> I've been practicing this. Laissez le bon temps rouler, which means... Let the good times roll. <laughs> so, um, and probably I butchered that, so I apologize to um, anybody that speaks French or Creole. And it also sounds way better in French than it did in English. Yes, it sounds like some lame, like, 70s song. Yeah, because <laughs> um, good times Well, the first time I heard it, I actually went to, um, if anybody's ever had an opportunity to go to New Orleans, um, uh, yeah. I have been very fortunate. My cousin actually lived there for a little while. Oh, cool. And, um... She would she would say laissez le bon temps rouler and I'd say say it slower so I can learn it and she'd say it and I every time I'd sound like Pepe Le Pew <laughs> and I couldn't I got like la 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 and that was it and I felt like I was saying it but um, yeah so it is an amazing city to go to it is extremely spiritually charged so um, talking about voodoo we know that its um, origins come from Haiti, actually Nigeria, West Africa. West Africa coast. And um, they say that once the slaves were brought over here to New Orleans, that they kind of mixed it. Actually, I guess if you were a slave owner, you had to say that the people you were bringing in were ordained Catholic. Mm -hmm. So it is um, in the Catholic, it's like a mutation of a Catholic religion along with the practices of voodoo. I found it really fascinating because they were talking about like the northern states um, that were English, and with the Church of England, it wasn't. They didn't really worry about making the slaves Christian. Where the the Catholic French part of Louis, you know, the south of Louisiana, they were very much uh, focused on saving their souls mm. and then converting them to to Catholicism, and also not breaking up slave families. So, just from what I was. What I learned through, and it's... Right, doing the, doing the research for this. Yeah. Which, by the way, we wanted to do this episode, and I just was telling um, everybody in here that um, I Googled, like, to see if there was any local practitioners, and there is there's nobody, not. nobody that, that does that. Um, I don't know if there's not a big call for it, but at least there's nobody claiming that they do right. it. because I looked, too, because I had a, a, a client come to me that said that she had a voodoo curse on her. I'm like... This oh, that's not right. I forgot I mean, about do you remember that. that? Yes. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. You called me. Yes. And you said, do you know anything about Yeah, you said, do you know anything about that and how to remove a curse or the person believed, perceived. It was a perceived, yeah. Perceived voodoo curse. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think she needed a voodoo priest or priestess to actually do it for her. Do you, do you think that, like, we can't find anybody because it's not really something people want to advertise? Oh, no. I think, I believe, like, if you're down in New Orleans... Or you're down in the southern states where they, they, they yeah. are. I mean, they well, they list as being part yeah. of that. That it's that that's their, it's a religion. There is right. It's a religion. It's so their much, job. Maybe so much. Like maybe just because we're up north. Like I mean, we're obviously not in Louisiana. Right. Mm-hmm. So up here, people are looking at. There's a stigma attached to that. Right. So do you really want to advertise that you're quote unquote part of the dark arts? Ah, see, that brings up a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful part of this. It is not a dark art. But it's viewed that way. 
it is, it is viewed, viewed that, that way. way. And why? Because movies. of the movies like <laughs> The Garden of Good and Evil, mm-hmm. which is an uh, amazing movie, and book. Um, Serpent in the Rainbow. Yes. Scared the crap out of me. Right. <laughs> everybody, everybody, I think, thought that they were going to become zombies if somebody had blew that powder in their face. Um, yeah, Terrifying. that scared me. I mean, even Disney has... Um, what was the name of that movie? Papa, yeah, it's Princess and the Frog, and it was uh, the in the back is Papa Legball. Papa Legball, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, that's in a Disney movie. Hail to, to Disney! <laughs> and then, of course, just recently, American Horror Story, mm-hmm. um, who did the whole witch series, which you can actually now go to New Orleans and visit um, the home mm-hmm. that they shot that Ooh. in, which was amazing. So, um, yes, it has its um, origins in the 1700s. Um, when they brought the slaves to New Orleans. And they actually did it more as part of their own religion to, I, I think, to help them with their pain. And their. then it also talks a lot about keeping families together and, and the tradition. Yeah. And that's why, it, I guess that's, they said because the, the Catholics that get the families together, communities together, so that's why it was able to, to grow and continue to be part. And then it was superimposed. The dark with art part of it is because the slaves had to practice it at night when mm, nobody could see. No one was watching. So it's you know you see them dressed in white and doing you know their ritual, and um, but the rituals were actually a lot of times for healing, mm. for love. Um, for success and had nothing to do with the whole right (laughs) and they um i actually thought of you when i was doing the research they talk about loa Mm -hmm. and loa is at the he's i i believe um it's like it's considered a spirit but kind of like what we would uh, think of as like an angel Mm -hmm. and loa helps bring that prosperity and success um and then papa legba legbo is actually the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting because that's kind of like where we talk about our angels, the archangels, mm-hmm. or you talk about the archangels. Mm-hmm. And then anytime that they did those rituals, they would make sure that they gave um, cigars and whiskey mm-hmm. to Papa. Like, a tribute. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a, tri- a tribute. And, and the mother is called Mamba. So there was the female, she was the priestess, the voodoo priestess, and uh, that was like the other, like the balance of it. Mm-hmm. So, the and god and the goddess. The character in the movie Major League, who prayed oh. to Joe Boo, he was in the voodoo, but he offered cigars and whiskey oh, wow. to Joe Boo. Mm-hmm. I never That's saw you're that supposed movie. to. Yeah. You're supposed to give them some sort of a token, and they, they prefer cigars and whiskey. Joe Bouquet had a curveball, though. That's what it was. And they also believe that the, the followers believe in the two worlds, that there's the visible and invisible, so they work a lot with spirits. Mm-hmm. So you said, uh, Jake, before we went live, mm-hmm. um, that you know about hoodoo, but you don't know about voodoo. Uh-huh. So, do you know the difference <laughs> uh, between the two? So, to my knowledge, voodoo is um like a, a, a closed practice religion. You know, it, yes. It, so that is something that you have to be initiated into and have to go through those ropes and be experienced and have enough knowledge to even step into that to even represent that community. You know, but hoodoo is a lot more about like folk magic and things like that. So it's it's more about like the actual magical workings of it outside of the religion. So hoodoo is like a lot of like the spell work and things like that that you see. And then voodoo is the belief system, those testaments. Oh. 
Yeah, um, is, cool. is at least my actually it's the best it. explanation I've ever yeah, heard. Of that me too. Yeah. because they actually say too about voodoo that it is a hereditary um, <laughs> practice that to, like you're saying to be ordained in it, it, it has to actually be passed down in the family. So it might be mm-hmm. like just to use an example, it might be all the Manning families for generations after generations that do the voodoo in a, like a, a certain area or mm-hmm. uh, parish. Um, but I did not realize that it was hoodoo was the actual like outset of it, which was the magical practice. Yeah, um, the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, hoodoo, voodoo. Um, but all, uh, a lot of um, like if you want to say like folk magic or even um, like Santeria, for example. Um, yes, they always do spirit worship, spirit work. So they're always um, worshiping the ancestors, worshiping their deities in their practice. Their power comes from spirit and not yes. themselves. And so I think to go back to what we were talking about in the first place, how you can't really find many people who openly practice or anything like that, um, I think that has more to do because if you think about um, Western uh, witchcraft, Western magic and things like that, it's much more, it's different. They're, They're kind of opposites of each other. So when people equate voodoo or anything like that with dark-sided or uh, anything that might be scary it's just a cultural barrier you know we're not used to and we don't have those rituals in our frame of reference so we might misinterpret it as something that is scary or something that's jolting you know Mm -hmm. because if you think about western witchcraft it's it's a lot more you know sitting in a circle or forming um a, 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 coven, yeah. a coven with other people you know well, it's not necessarily ritualistic dance and chanting <coughs> and singing and uh, I find that voodoo um, santeria spirit magic is a lot more about community work mm-hmm. and a lot of times in where we are kind of in America now there's a lot more solitary witchcraft rather than coven witchcraft really Absolutely. much anymore right. um, so I think that that's I think that that is, could be a little it bit different it even says in there which is again supports what you're saying yeah. that the people that still practice and it's like 50 million people Mm. globally that practice voodoo so this isn't just you know something that you see in the movies um in haiti it is obviously a religion and it's really created like a nature or earth Mm -hmm. religion Mm -hmm. and one of their biggest ceremonies is in july Mm -hmm. where they all make a pilgrimage to the it's a sacred waterfall Mm -hmm. and they all get bathed in the waterfall and then they do meditation and they celebrate so it's really about life and nature um, which kind of makes you think more about like for us here in the u.s like native american Mm -hmm. right um practices Mm -hmm. um so i you're right on but then it changes once it goes to new orleans Mm. so it has a little bit of a different spin all of them have said what what I was reading was it does not practice evil. It's not mm-hmm. calling in demons or no. devils, as we've seen in the movies. Um, but so it's kind of gotten a bad rap for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that there are mutations of it mm-hmm. in the South that um, do that kind of work. But it really, on a whole, was not connected to those kinds of things. So they also use herbs and oils and candles. um, And then they they would set up altars. And the altars would have things that went with their families, Mm -hmm. their ancestry, um, whether it was pictures or items, clothing. Um, And it sounds a lot like through the practices that they would channel whether it was a higher entity, a Loa or um, a Papa Legbo, mm-hmm. 
Um, I keep feeling like I'm saying that wrong. And if I am, I apologize to our listeners. Um, or they were actually invoking uh, their family members mm-hmm. so that they could get clarity for other people and um, bring healing and, and you know success for, for whatever the families needed. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting because yeah. that is not the perception when you watch these other shows. It is not very dark. <laughs> mm-hmm. In fact, um, the one, and it's written on a true story, The Garden of Good and Evil, um, the one practitioner said that all good spell work she was in the cemetery. All good spell work is done before, I believe she says, 3 a.m. And then when you hit 3 a.m., it's all dark Oh, I believe that. Work. The witching mm-hmm. hour, they call it. Right. So, um, and, and usually done like in a cemetery. Mm-hmm. So. I do clearings at, between sunrise and noon. <laughs> I mean, for a specific, you know, if it's something dark, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What I find really fascinating was looking at the superimposition of like Christianity, specifically Catholicism and voodoo. Mm. And I think it's the opening line in I think, Serpent in the Rainbow about how you know, the people are 95% Catholic and 100% voodoo. Ooh. And I, that gives me chills whenever I think about that because it's, it's the combination of the two religions that makes it just so fascinating and so mm. powerful. And I mean, they do, from what I've been able to glean from doing some research, voodoo is a lot about channeling, channeling ancestors, channeling Yes, that's spirits. what I've, I mm-hmm. did not realize that, but it was a lot about yeah. not just that divine spirit, it was about their family members coming through and um, and kind of getting messages from their family, which I thought was really interesting. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. And I think that really scared, because if you, like, if that's like normal for voodoo, and then it's not because well, we for look at it a lot of time, right? It's like well, possession, we, possession, right? It's like mm-hmm. oh my gosh, they're possessed, rather than allowing. And we talked about channeling too, how it can be really scary, right? And it happens automatically sometimes, uh-huh. and other times we can focus and let it happening. But it it is just letting go of your faculties to let something else walk right. in. So I'm I'm amazed that you know I'd love to you know I, you can't go and watch a voodoo ceremony probably because you're not initiated. But it <laughs> is just a fascinating religion. So. Just to like list off some things that I found, um, as I said, it, it's it really is a religion, um, and they do believe in Christ and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, origins go back to slavery. It's the official religion for Haiti, and I believe when we were talking about Nigeria as well, mm-hmm. um, but that I, I'm not 100. Um, percent It's mostly used for healing, and the priest is called um, a Hugin. So if mm-hmm. there's a priest that he's a he's a hugan. Um as I said before, the they have what's they considered on a lot of the sites was an angel and it was Loa. Mm-hmm. But Loa mm-hmm. I've heard of before. Isn't that is Loa in in Hawaiian? It sounds very Hawaiian as well. Yeah, I I'd have to look that up, but I I almost think that it was called a Loa too. Um there are no written like books, like prayer books, it's all handed down through oral tradition. Mm-hmm. So family member to family member teaches it. Um, so thinking about how many, it, mm. if it goes back to the 1700s, just here in the U.S., the oral, ha- oral history handed down in the families and, and protected. Um, as I said, the visible and invisible worlds kind of working side by side. This I thought was interesting that there's, they kind of talked about like three different kinds of voodoo. There's voodoo uh louisiana Mm -hmm. voodoo and then the west african voodoo and uh, all all have a little bit of their own um 
flair spin, right. <laughs> then there is the supreme creator who is like our, what we would consider Christ God. or our God. And they also call it like a bandu. And and again, if I'm saying it wrong, I apologize, <laughs> or bandai. Um, they say that the spirits run everything. And mm-hmm. it's the spirit in every single thing, whether it's rocks, water, mm-hmm. trees. They guide and assist with everything. Um, there is no such thing as human sacrifice. So all those movies, <laughs> D. Scott, that talk about, you know, like they show them like on a on a slab and mm-hmm. an altar and they're they're yeah, going to do a human sacrifice. with a knife. Yeah, they don't do that. The, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, exactly. Um, I guess uh, taking a human life is against their moral code. Mm-hmm. It actually says that over and over again. So, but they do... Um, sometimes sacrifice animals, mm-hmm. chickens, and it has to do with feeding the spirits. It's it's giving um, to them, so they yeah, they do that. Um, let's see. Yeah, I was looking. It's, it says that um, from what I the research that it was the Fon people, F O N people. Yep, from West Africa. That's sub sub Saharan West Africa, and that. Where the different groups went, that's how the different flavors of voodoo, well, at least the two mm-hmm. in the New World, took their, their own little spin on things. I think it's interesting that they pulled out, well, you know, one of the ones, and I didn't get a chance to go to her crypt, um, Marie Laveau oh, yeah. is um, considered the voodoo queen. And there's so many movies or references to her Mm. because she was so powerful. She was really a midwife Mm -hmm. and she did a lot of healing work within the community and and obviously did, you know, under the category of voodoo. But people still go to her tomb and put the three X's Mm -hmm. on the tomb and make a wish. And I know when you think about that's hundreds and hundreds of years ago and they're still going to do that. But that's another one that's been morphed into movies. Even um, the American Horror Story, there's um, a whole story segment about Marie Laveau. And and it's awful that they they put such a a, a negative twist in some of these stories. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they, from what I read about her, like politicians would go to have their yes. fortunes told. She actually yes. gets people that, that perform voodoo. It is considered kind of like a political position mm. mm-hmm. within the communities. And they are revered because of their ability and, and kind of hold them up as being special people. That is so cool. It is kind of cool. Makes me, I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. And now I know one of my main uh, places to go and visit. I guess it's, you know, since it's become popular in new orleans this whole you know the cool voodoo kind of look of things there's a lot of commerce surrounding or probably the negative right Mm -hmm. i guess you can go buy charms and all sorts of things well you can buy they're called criss criss bags yeah the criss criss bags it it sounds kind of like a blessing bag Mm -hmm. and um it had in it a lot of the same things it had like um anointed oils but it would be herbs and and they would give them the criss criss bags to say now you wear this and it's going to bring you better luck Mm -hmm. or you wear this and it's going to help your health so it's a lot of what we talk about with that intention um putting it out there whether it has to do with witchcraft or whatever, but it's really about that. It's positive energy. Mm-hmm. Most of them were for that um, 
not negative, but they also got like a negative. So then takes you to voodoo dolls. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, voodoo <laughs> dolls. Initially, those effigies were not made to stick a pin in mm-hmm. and um, give the person a heart attack torture and kill someone. them and torture <laughs> them. And um, you know, we've had, we have Facebook to torture people now, so we don't need we don't need voodoo dolls. That's the truth. But it was it was about I think the same thing that you put like a charm. Mm-hmm in those dolls to help somebody or to carry on them uh so and they always show them like in movies like under the bed yeah, yeah what you is know? that I, I, well, because i think there is a just like like putting um crystals around i think by putting it in certain areas of your mm-hmm. home we just talked about feng shui and everything mm-hmm. that it is supposed to help with that but i mean nothing scarier than seeing like you know a doll underneath your bed that is not supposed to be there or a bag you know i mean i it's just i like, would run screaming yeah or a clown oh god it's in the same kind of a thing so same category zombies oh. what's your belief on zombies i don't believe in zombies and you don't hear me say i don't believe in very often mm-hmm. but i think the only zombies i've seen are kids who spend way too much time on video games hmm. dd <laughs> exactly i really do i mean i believe like if you wanted to believe in zombies, I think they're the opposite of ghosts because the idea of a zombie is a, a body without a soul mm-hmm. and a ghost is a soul without a body. But I just, I really just don't believe in zombies, which is, I, I, I feel weird saying that because I don't like to disbelieve <laughs> in anything. What is your belief? I don't think that I, I believe in zombies. I think, uh, <clears throat> now to set the record, I think that there's examples of, you know, and I've, I've come across some interesting stories, old ones, about people who have passed on. But mm-hmm. in that moment that they pass on, another soul kind of a oh, body walk snatching. In. A walk-in, you know, absolutely. A walk-in and zombies, you know, two different things. Yes. I, I think that zombies are something that we kind of created as pop culture to kind of, you know, Amen. entertain ourselves. And then we attached voodoo to it because it's nobody really knows anything about voodoo. So it's easy to just say that it has something to do with it. It's a catch-all negative thing. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. So it, it's something that nobody can really fact check because it's such a closed, um, intimate Community. belief system. You know what I mean? So well, you can, and, you know, and there was actually reported cases of people who had been buried alive. So whether they had had something, um, an illness um, or some sort of a paralysis and the family deemed them dead Mm -hmm. and buried them alive and then then they found them wandering around the cemeteries Mm. and they they attributed that to voodoo. Um, They did say that that voodoo powder, that Mm -hmm. white powder from the movie, it is grossly made up of um, toads, worms, and human remains. Oh, something about the skull of an infant that was like under oh really? Three weeks I didn't old. get that. Yeah, that died of natural causes. I read that and I just xed <laughs> out of that page. I'm like, woo, that's <laughs> creepy. Yeah, of a recently deceased infant of, oh. died of natural causes, and it had to be within a certain time frame. That's what was in this. I believe powder. though that the, the what the stories of that where they mm. found the person wandering days later after they had you know supposedly, buried them yeah. and supposedly had no memory. The, clearly, if, if the person, um, even in later years, had been examined, uh, perhaps they weren't fully dead, <laughs> which only makes me think of uh, Monty Python, you know, I'm, I'm not dead. Um, <laughs> you are now. Um that it it probably has more of a scientific yeah. hallucinogenic type of right thing. Mm-hmm. you know a paralysis followed by something that would cause well they said loss. in that in the medicines that they did use things um that there was uh one practitioner 
um, in particular that had used some things that was more black magic. His name was Petro, and it's actually yeah. called Petro. Yeah. Um, voodoo mm-hmm. and he like used things like like the toxins neurotoxins and he mm-hmm. used fish to do these and those toads with the goopy that they use for blow darts those you know like yeah, yeah. yeah 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 I just did it last week no I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, yeah yeah I know what you're talking about like you lick their, the frogs where you lick their belly and it's like a hallucinogenic <laughs> yeah. thing yeah, <laughs> he's like, "What?" And Jake Paul, I know like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's going. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I lick a toad all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's my Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like there's you know scientific <laughs> like research behind what exactly was going on, and they were not actually the undead. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you think that um, a lot of our witchcraft origins? have come from some of the practices of voodoo like they say that uh, witchcraft actually the green i think the green witch um only mm-hmm. started here in the u.s it was like in california right it's, it's a really new religion it's very new religion that wiccan so I'm, I'm wondering because there seems like there's so many parallels between the two yeah i i think so and i think a lot of it is earth-based earth-based 100 percent. i i think that why i kind of um always had such an appreciation for voodoo um or even talking about like santeria and stuff like that it's because it's it worships the earth it worships mm. um spirit our ancestors um it's it really echoes to old school traditional mm. um sacred practices and then that's where that the belief systems like that kind of paved the way for us to have modern day traditions you know modern day forms of witchcraft or forms of um paganism and things like that yeah, um so cool. it's it's all I, th- I think we're all, you know, boats that pass each other in the night, you know, and that's why a lot of different other belief systems can kind of relate to or understand kind of the angles of voodoo, for example, because they have like for me, for example, my father's side, um, a lot of Native American um, ancestry. So I always kind of approach my spirituality from um, the North American indigenous mm. perspective. So I a lot of my frame of reference can understand some of the practices right. and the ways that they get to that because right. I have, you know, you've got, you've got the connection. I get that. Yeah, I completely appreciate it. Um, do you do you know a lot about Santeria? I don't know so much about Santeria. I only know from like my clients who I work with, um, who give me their um, little tidbits, and hmm. it, it's because it's a lot with candles, right? A lot with candles, a lot with the saints, um, right, also the saints. with the archangels as well. With the but even when we were talking yeah. about um, the deities in Voodoo, who um, are very reminiscent of angels, that just goes to show that we all are interacting with deity that may have wear many masks and have <laughs> yes, many, different, many different, names, different names, you know, um, and come in different frame of references Absolutely. because that's what we're experiencing. You now, know? Don't you think that everyone, you know, different religions, different belief systems and practices, we're all just still looking for the sacred? All to the sacred. We're all, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, when we are worship, worshiping our God, goddess, deity, spirit, whoever, um, we're all kind of calling the same line. You yes. know, it, it's just, it's just that our what name do we want to use? Yeah. yeah, our bringing up you know frames that and makes us perceive it in a certain way. I think that we're all ringing the same doorbell at the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> like that. So the same brings up what you kind of touched on before. Um, I do not believe in curses. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, believe in zombies? We didn't ask you. You didn't ask me. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think that kind of what you said that I think that people um, are mind numb 
from media, from telephones, from mm-hmm. their lives. Mm-hmm. So you can be someplace and it's like, I, I'll be in Hannaford and I think it's like a like a store of zombies. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. They're shuffling. Nobody makes eye contact. Nobody right. smiles. Like, is this that to dead? me is like, like the zombies of today. But I don't believe in that kind of zombie. And you know what? I, I like you said. I'm uncomfortable saying I don't believe in something because of what I do. I mean, I see dead people, so mm-hmm. so <laughs> somebody could say that, they don't believe right. in that, and I would have to respect that. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. But I what I've started to say is I don't believe in curses. So Mm-mm. every once in a while, somebody will bring up, um, oh, that's a bad number for me, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and just recognizing it is all a part of yeah. not having the curse. Just saying, you know. I'm I'm in a bad like wave right now. It's my energy, mm-hmm. or if it's your horoscope or whatever, it's you have the ability to shift it, to learn exactly. from whatever it is, and then to shift it. So I don't believe that you can be cursed. I did work with a girl years ago who would travel quite often down to New Orleans, a beautiful African American girl, and um, she had hair extensions way before anybody had hair extensions. <laughs> and she said she was in New Orleans and she was out on the street and this woman ran up and snatched her hair, mm. took her hair. Oh my God. And ran away with it. Like they were going to put a curse. And she's like, oh, go ahead and do that. That's going to probably be some Asian woman that's, uh, you know, that you're going to be putting the curse on because that's not my hair. <laughs> so, um, but they used to do that quite often. And then you'd have to try and pay them mm-hmm. to lift the curse. Oh. So your hair would get snipped it's extortion yeah yeah and extortion exactly <laughs> voodoo extortion <laughs> but i actually do think that some of that practice was done on different families that they I, i've actually had families say that their family has been cursed and that yeah. came from gypsies and if they believe it then they are right I well think then the power only see. comes from well, right you're gonna only see the negative you know right. your car breaks down oh it's because of the family curse well when you want a million dollars was that part of the family curse because i went in on that <laughs> you know <laughs> but nobody ever points to the the, the good things that happen. Things, yeah, right. We were blessed by an angel. You never hear that. Yeah, I think it's so important because I do get people that come to me and say, I, I, "I've got a curse. There's an ill will," and I'll I'll do clearing work. But when I'm doing the clearing work, it's more about clearing their perceptions, right? And uh, negative thought forms. That's a huge thing, and it's usually coming from the person that thinks that they were cursed. They're creating it. That I think the thought was put forward to them and they grabbed a hold of it and then created it for themselves mm-hmm. well and so. and kind of tied in with the spirituality or the religion mm-hmm. how many of us don't have something that we're, we're ashamed of or we're guilty of so we <laughs> almost feel as if it's karma or kismet that the curse or whatever or law. negative yeah. comes back mm-hmm. around to us like oh i had that coming you know, no, no, you didn't. Right. That's where I said to you that one time about the Irish guilt. Oh, yeah. I, say that again. I well, that. it's because it was a point in my life where I wanted to manifest bigger things. And I was listening to Tony Robbins and he said, what is your limiting belief? And mm-hmm. I'm like, what is he talking about? And he kept rephrasing it. Like, what's the thing that's held you back your entire life that you've either had it handed down in your family or that you've believed? And the second he said that that way mm. i realized that in my family you're never allowed to say i'm going to be famous or i'm going to be successful I'm gonna, and you don't say it out loud because somebody might be hearing it and you'll get smited you know if somebody <laughs> hears that from spirit and then i thought to myself and he said now think about it in reverse has the opposite happened meaning have you um not said it and really good things happened or right. uh, every you know, so i kept thinking in my mind that for every 
good thing that happened, something bad had to happen. So right. don't be too prideful or boastful and wish for punished. something too big because, you know, you were going to, you know, be struck blind or something. <laughs> and it wasn't true because how many times did the opposite happen and we didn't win the lottery? Right, exactly. So it was a ridiculous family thing that I had in my mind. Like it's, it's almost like a self-fulfilling it is a self, curse. Right. It is a self-fulfilling curse for your family. So I think that there is a lot of times in religion um, that people do that to themselves. So they look for the curses. It's like, uh, how about not? How about not? Right. You're not cursed. Just a bad day. Right. <laughs> not a bad life. <laughs> um, I have never met somebody personally that has practiced it. Obviously, it's everywhere down mm. in New Orleans. But I've never met somebody personally that has practiced voodoo. Um, I know a lot of people that practice witchcraft mm-hmm. and Wicca and, um, you know, even the like shamanists. Right, right. We know, we know a lot of a lot of shamans. Um, have you ever met anybody that does voodoo or hoodoo? Um, not face to face. I do a, a lot of my uh, kind of community of um, fellow witchy people um, is actually online. It's a lot easier to kind of network with people through there. So oh. via Reddit, um, Instagram, people who I have exchanges with. Um, and then even back when like blogging systems like Tumblr used to be a thing before that got kind of um, <laughs> shut down. MySpace. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I've all, I have you know followed people who did who did practice voodoo and even people who didn't live in New Orleans or in that central area. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> do you know of anybody, do you know anyone personally? Do you know somebody personally? So not people in my immediate physical um, circle. And I think I've always had this kind of like sneaking suspicion. And I think it even happens for people who don't even practice necessarily voodoo. Um, it's kind of like that old archetype of being that witch in the woods that everybody kind of excludes, doesn't talk mm-hmm. about, and pushes out out of society. And then, yeah. but when they need you, they come to find you and they exactly. come to reap the benefits from what you can offer. Interesting. You know? And so I think that you probably might not find people who are so vocal about practicing is because in society, you know, we we have done a lot in pop culture to demonize the belief system, mm-hmm. you know, and so that sure. kind of puts people off in a bad taste you know what i mean because they don't want to be demonized just by a practice that they have you know it's 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 an unfortunate thing but that's why i would say that there's a lot more people especially in the city um like in the boroughs of the city the Bronx, harlem and things like that you'll find that there are a lot of people who practice underground and not necessarily for the public to know about years Um, ago there was a woman in albany and there's probably going to be a bunch of people that you know, uh, message this, mm-hmm. who was a psychic, mm-hmm. but she clearly was practicing a voodoo type kind of energy mm-hmm. um, or Santorian. And um, she would do the readings and then she would give you or tell you, you need this candle. Mm-hmm. And it was tied in with kind mm-hmm. of clearing the energy. Mm-hmm. Um and it seemed that people were very drawn to it. And then I, I don't even think she's around anymore. I don't mm-hmm. think she is. But um, I think, everybody, I think she was over on like Lark Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think people felt empowered by having tools like the candles that they could actually get their hands on. Right. And feel like they could do something. Um, I, I think, you know, especially after the 70s, a lot of earth-based a hands-on religion became a, a lot more intriguing for people rather than having to go through someone else or this hierarchy of mm-hmm. deities and just to be able to be more um, uneven keel with with the deity and to be able to go to someone and have a tool that you can use. Right, mm-hmm. right. So I think that's part of why folks were drawn. 
I mean, don't you think nowadays it's kind of cool to be a witch? More cool than it but you used know to be? I, I want to say something. It, like I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm Rolodexing in my mind about, you know, the different beliefs with it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is, is that they, um, they it's dark or black mm-hmm. magic mm-hmm. or voodoo is evil. And it's because in most of those movies they've conjured mm-hmm. or invoked yeah. an evil spirit right. or the devil. Mm-hmm. And in fact... They with don't. voodoo, they do not do that. Mm-hmm. They specifically so, don't do that. Yeah, D. Scott, they don't. <laughs> no, I'm reading about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's over here to the side on, the, on his phone. But they... Well, because what it is, I think where the mis- misconception comes in is because of with like Christianity and stuff, most of the time when they when you're co- correlating possession, it's usually you're possessed by a, an a evil demon. spirit or mm-hmm. a devil. Yeah. And in the the voodoo practices, that's actually what they're going for. Yeah, let's, let's have is, some... It, divine and in, 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 you know where'd, where'd the name go loa yeah. like the yeah. possession by loa is actually what they're thing. going yeah. for yeah. so i think i think the misconception comes from the damn white man <laughs> <laughs> so we ruined something else uh no because that we're looking at it through the eyes we because we don't understand yeah. it yeah. exactly it's really so it what must it be is bad and we don't understand right it. and that's when hollywood takes listen there's bad in all religions there Absolutely. is a dark side to every religion it's a human construction, so right. it's got to have so, the I darkness mean, in it. You know, we believe in God. Well, there's the other part, people that worship the devil, mm-hmm. and so be it. So I, I think the, the damn white guy did it again. <laughs> and it's so funny too because if you think about it, you know, <laughs> if you go to you go to church, you go to uh, Catholic churches, um, mm-hmm. uh, anything like that. You know, the minister or the pastor that you know they are channeling. They, right, are, they channeling are channeling God the uh blessed mother well, that's or a very Jesus. good right you know yeah. you are doing the channeling it's just that i think western uh belief system western ideologies masquerade things and put mm-hmm. names on things to and make then, them prettier <laughs> yes in a very clear cut way to differentiate differentiate themselves from what might be the other stuff out there exactly well uh, you think about it i mean we take the if catholics i'm catholic i take the i you know it's cannibalism every sunday if you want to think about it the body and blood of christ <laughs> right so yeah. you know well this and i'm sorry i cut you off no no, no. go for that they um one of the other things i wanted to point out too is obviously all this roots um tied into catholicism mm-hmm. and as i started this is tomorrow is Fat Fat Tuesday, Tuesday. (laughs) the beginning of Lent. Mm -hmm. And this was supposed to be a a leading up. It's like you do all your excesses. You eat a lot and you drink a lot. You carry And then when you hit (laughs) Fat Tuesday and once that's over, then you're in Lent and you're supposed to give up. Well, even as the Catholic religion changed, Mm -hmm. um, I can even remember our priest talking about it, saying it's not about giving up. It's about doing more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you going to commit to to do more of and, and basically yeah. in a community um, and, and give of yourself? Which is so important. It's not I think it's far more than, than, you know, not having meat on Friday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And it is, it's meant to bring the community together and to pre- prepare for the celebration of Easter. Right. Which so is hope and rebirth. Right. So it's just interesting because it's all tied in with religion and um, I can't. Can you imagine growing? (laughs) (laughs) My son always says zombie Jesus. Him and his friend Sean always say um, Jesus was the original zombie. Um, So people don't get like freaked out. (laughs) Um, Thanks for that. for, For checking in. But. Can you imagine growing up like down in Louisiana and 
uh, like, you know, a regular part of your life is, is, you know, not only going to Catholic school, but then having the full belief in voodoo or doing certain practices. I can't so even cool. imagine. I know it is kind of cool <laughs> to, to live. I mean, I, I live in a house where we hear ghosts all the time and my kids are mm-hmm. like, mom, you got to clear the house. So there's probably people out there like, how cool is it to live there? <laughs> and you're <laughs> like, so yeah, cool. it's just every day. It's every day. It's every day like that. Well, don't you think that just... How how we look at different how different groups look at other groups. It's kind of like sports teams. It's mm-hmm. us against them, and why can't we all just you know respect each other? And oh, why can't we all just get along? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do think that other people look at those things, and they you know for years um, while I was still married. Yeah. And I, I I to tie in what we were talking about, I think there's a lot of people that find comfort in certain rituals and Mm -hmm. and things like that with the the voodoo it makes sense it touches in by saying okay i'm gonna i'm gonna focus on this invoke this um whether it is an angel or a spirit and they're going to help me it kind of you know puts you on autopilot and it allows divine or somebody else to do their magic yes so it it is very comforting when you start to know what the the actual practice of it is Mm -hmm. makes it easier so yeah, but all those things are, are rituals or way to, to connect with them. Um, you were talking about something else before, too, that had to do with um, the voodoo and y- when you were reading mm-hmm. um, about the history of it. Yes. Um, did you find when you were doing the research that it was different in different areas or different boroughs? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Because they kept referring to different areas. Haitian right. voodoo, Louisiana voodoo, West African. What was the group they... Um can't find that spot now with a certain uh group of people oh yeah because i have it was uh the benin the groups called the fon f-o-n sorry about my stuffy nose mm-hmm. and the benin b-e-n-i-n uh and that's where the the religion started was in the west african area and then as it spread you know through the atrocity of slavery and wherever there was catholicism and slavery families were kept together Interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's communities were therefore kept together. And that's why the tradition of voodoo was able to stay intact and then mingle. Think about with having to practice that. Like, oh, so that's their religion, even mm-hmm. though we've, we see it all in these movies and it fascinates. But think about that, about just having to, um, I think the, the Quakers in them too, they had yeah. to practice in basically in secret. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and that's probably another reason why maybe some of it changed from community to community. Because they didn't have that being able to connect with other communities because they had to kind of be on grow their own, it on their own. Right, grow it on their own. And, and then it got its own flavor depending on where they were. Right. I have such a deep appreciation for voodoo, um, especially um, the sect of practices that have developed in North America because it, it really, stepping back, I think voodoo really speaks to the tenacity of the human spirit when you are taken. When you are taken out of your roots, taken out of your home. God, Jake, you're amazing. <laughs> you are amazing? so well spoken. <laughs> and you're brought to this foreign land against your will, against where you want to be and need to be. And you have no texts to go off of. You have no um, ministers. You have no people in a higher power that you can reference to anymore. So you can only take with you the tools that you learned in the time that you were there. And then you have to rely on your ancestors, the ones before you, to channel them in, to fill in those blanks and empower you and give you a belief system that can really just... Recreate it, yeah. Yeah, and to really empower you and to protect you as well in, in this unfamiliar territory, as well as when you go, you know, when they were forced to work in whatever d- duties that were given to them when they had yeah. to 
act as if they were in a certain you, belief You can system. say it. The goddamn white man did yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah. Would you say it? Was, to stop saying that on there. Stop it. And, and so to maintain their humanity. Geez. It's the will to <sighs> it's Black hold History their Month. beliefs and to continue to <laughs> fight and to continue okay. to persevere against the opposition, against the injustice, you know, Absolutely. because they knew that their ancestors, I they knew that their it. beliefs were from Real the heart. powerful. That they were so powerful and equally authentic, you know. Um, so I have a really deep appreciation for voodoo and especially for a lot of disenfranchised, you know, in the in belief pop culture belief religions, systems. Yeah. yeah, because they are still alive to this day and are so potent and powerful, but they're still so mystified, you know, because we've we've almost normalized. Right. Um, that and we've and yeah. So I think I think that as of late, a lot of people that come to me for readings and th- things like that, a lot of the focus seems to be about going back and double checking history and Ooh. learning for yourself Rather especially than reading what was written down written down by people yep. that wanted you to think a certain way i wasn't raised you know catholic or christian however i was lived around family friends who were catholic christian and were always talked about those religious deities and icons and it was just i'm having this beautiful reawakening with um the mary magdalene oh you know? i love mary magdalene that's because you're working with vicky yes, <laughs> yes. and so it's this powerful thing about um an archetype uh, a woman who was disenfranchised by what by culture oh yeah she's not a prostitute by the way (laughs) which they revoked in about the 50s the vatican took that away and denounced that whole storyline which i'm so thankful and glad for um so i think that it's very important that we you know as individuals take responsibility to go back and double check what other people told us (laughs) yeah you know it's it's well you know what's what's interesting is like with the work we do yeah um and we see dead people and we hear i had so many people in the very beginning say to me um well is that in conflict with your faith first of all i started when i was three years old so i didn't (laughs) have an active thought about what i was seeing in consequence with my faith Mm -hmm. so i don't think god or anybody would have brought that to a child and had them be conflicted about exactly. what they were seeing um, during that. And the other thing is that there are actual in the Catholic um, Bible that it, there are references to spirit. I mean, mm-hmm. we talk about the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Yeah. They believe in the Holy trilogy <laughs> in voodoo. But the same for myself, that I believe in that. So how can you say that's that's okay that's mm-hmm. true but these other things no that's not true mm-hmm. that would make you too powerful right so we're not going to believe in that mm-hmm. you're going to take that away from you so right you and it actually identity. was in one of the original versions and then removed Before about the council past of nicaea life. right mm-hmm. yeah the, with the, with uh, reincarnation and all of that and so the different the, the different readings you right know, the, the the book of uh um uh, Judas, the book of Mary Magdalene, all those books were, eh, I can't get into the Bible that gives people too much power and control over their mm-hmm. own lives and their right. own souls. So. so it's, when you're talking about that, even like going back and, and re, you know, kind of learning our history and knowing what our roots are, I think it's very important because I think people a lot of times just shoot off things going, well, that's against God. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I think we're, I think we're so blessed, well, bless, you know, baby. just sitting in a room of, you know, fellow healers and psychics <laughs> and sensitives, you know, I think we're really blessed with the ability to, that our abilities are, you know, Sorry. blessings, powers, whatever. Those came first. And then our belief systems came afterwards. Oh, there's somebody real in another people. room. Okay. Yes. Probably real person. Cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. 
that shit. <laughs> For the listeners, we've been seeing ghosts around here, and then suddenly all night a long solid we've been in this station, and, it and it's dark, and nobody else is here. And, <laughs> and the, the real light, person scares and us. The real person just scared the bejesus <laughs> out of us with the lights going on in the other room. So, um, oh, <laughs> that's too funny. But you're right. Oh, but so yeah. right. So we got to experience spirit. We got to experience energy and how that all works, the more macro level things before we were introduced to a specific belief system. So we get to we get to kind of marry the two and take with us what works and what resonates, but also understand that maybe some things might be a little skewed or just not in my basket of eggs. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you um, said you weren't raised um, Christian. Mm, were, you, no. were you just no belief or? I mean, so my parents... Think Catholic? I don't oh. know. Uh, I mean, we celebrate Christmas. I don't. I I I, I, I truly don't know. They could have been pagans. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, exactly. like my mom. My You'll... mom made the effort to read the Bible and read a lot of those holy texts. Um, but I was never raised, you know, in in that from that angle. I was truly. I mean, from early on, I was really just kind of like, believe in what you believe in and be empowered yeah. by what you don't. I have so many family members in both sides that practice witchcraft, that practice mm-hmm. polytheistic belief systems. So it just was never. Never an issue. No. Yeah. That's wonderful. So when, especially like when I work with the angels, that's right. my personal experience and interaction with them. It's not what I was told. Or filtered through someone right. who is supposedly, you know, in the yeah. know. Right. In the know. You know. And in control. So I think that's, I think it's a fun. We are fortunate. It's a fun kind of, diff- it's a unique perspective. Uh, I have a question. What were you raised? D. Scott? I was raised uh, Catholic, Christian. One of the, one of the two, because we're always yammering about. I us. And I was just thinking, we don't know not that we you need so to tell us, but so working with us, you're work, talking into the mic. Okay, <laughs> working with us has it. Were you heavy in your faith, or have you changed any of your beliefs about um, the spirit world, or Do you how, want to run how the divine works? <laughs> I was never really like heavy into the beliefs. Um, I have a belief that there is a higher power, Mm -hmm. whether it be God or whatever you decide to call the higher power, which I feel like, I think we've touched on it. I feel like all religions are based around that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're all talking about the same energy or whatever you want to call them, the same person. Mm -hmm. We're just calling them different things. Um, But I, I mean, to go on record, I don't necessarily believe in the church. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a money-making scheme mm-hmm. to it's me. It's a human construct. I yeah, say I'm like, oh, you guys got it really good. You don't pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and people just give you money. I'm trying to offend every single person that's listening, by the way. <laughs> I just one of those days. I, well, yeah, but I mean, that's listen, okay. I, I grew up going to church. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I'm like, I don't really need to give you money. Mm-hmm. The God that I believe in does not need my money. You need my money to keep your business going. And I think the biggest problem that I ran into with that was the first time I got married. And the first time. I've done it a couple times. I'm getting worse getting worse at it, actually. But we, my, my first ex-wife wanted to get married in a specific church locally that she grew up going to. And we went there and we met with the priest, who's an extremely nice man. And the one thing that I noticed was they wanted us to start coming to Mass every week. And they said it was to show that we were practicing Christians or Catholics. Mm -hmm. I took that as you wanted to see my donation 
and my name on the envelope from week to week that I'm an active participant in your church mm-hmm. and I'm I'm actively giving you money. And the kind of at that point is where I went, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not like I don't I'm not, I'm not with that. I will still have my faith and I still believe in Jesus and the Lord and I pray as often as I remember to. <laughs> but I'm like, mm, we're not going to go to church anymore. And that was it. And I feel bad because my daughter, my youngest daughter, has kind of uh, been deprived of that. Like she's mm-hmm. like, I want to be, I want to be christened, and this, that, oh. and the other. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. You got to go to church for that. So you bring your mom and her stepmom, uh-huh. and let's see how that goes in your church. Unitarian. Yeah, she could go to a Unitarian yeah. church, and she could have the same feel good, that connection to mm-hmm. God. I think it's really important, um, even if. Not so much soured on the church or beliefs um, that we let our kids have different options. Um, My kids went to Catholic school. Mm -hmm. Nicholas went to um, Siena, and that's Franciscan, and, and he loved it. And Sarah went to Catholic school and at some point she's, you know, is going through the teen part and she's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I believe right now. So she was still going Mm -hmm. in the school and they still had a lot of, but she didn't go to mass. Um, So she didn't want that part of it. But I remember when I was younger, my parents had stopped going for a while and I asked to return. But in the case, like you're saying that, you know, it's, it's your ex-wife and, Mm -hmm. and her partner, um, they could probably go to a Unitarian for your daughter to, to have those different sacraments. They'd have to get up early. I don't know if they're. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, ironically when I, um, got married the second time, um, (laughs) my husband and I, we had both been married before so i was able to get an annulment because i had eloped um the first time around and he'd been married in the catholic church so it took a very long time to get the annulment process so we could get married in church and we had our date set and the time came and his paperwork had not come back yet so we ended up hiring a married catholic priest i guess you cannot get unordained and i just googled it married catholic priest he's local in albany and we got married at the emma willard chapel and he did the entire catholic mass my eldest son uh was the um altar server because he did that at saint francis and troy (laughs) and adam was the ring bearer (laughs) barely went down the aisle so i like that because he is still a catholic priest Mm -hmm. But he was able to marry us. And then when that came through, we went and had renewed our vows. But, um, and then, you know, various things happened. But I just find it really interesting because I had such an amazing respect for that married Catholic priest because he was, he took what he wanted from the religion. Right, right. But lived his life to the fullest. Right. I was really pretty excited about Mm -hmm. that. I never shared that that story with you. That's great insight, too. (laughs) Jake, and I'm glad that you shared your beliefs with us. Yes, thank Hang you. And, and, I'm, and I'm not, I don't say, those are my own beliefs in that. And I know how temperamental people get nowadays, and especially if you're listening. I'm not knocking anyone's faith in what they, what they go and do. And I grew up around people in our family that were priests and, and actually did rather well in priesthood. I, I say did well. They did the promotions. And became Monsignor and this, that, and the other thing. And I got to go to some of the like celebrations and stuff. Those are my personal beliefs. You don't have to agree with me. Right. That's fine. I think that's what this that's whole what the whole show is about. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I, I was thinking the same thing. And I'm certainly not trying to offend anybody because I'm a white man. 
Oh, <laughs> you, you, wonderful. you offend so. me on a regular basis. So. <laughs> um, I forgot to make you two sit separately. <laughs> yeah, right. I, um, I would like to know if now talking about voodoo, would you participate or go to a voodoo ceremony? Yes. With your new education? I say yes. I, I don't see why not. I mean, you guys have brought me to all kinds of new fun <laughs> stuff. <anyway. laughs> all kinds of crazy I, oh, what places. What the hell? We're like, okay, the first encounter we ever had, really, in any kind of paranormal... Was, was the right. demon. Was the demon. <laughs> I mean, really, it's all downhill from awesome here. Awesome sauce. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, no, and, and especially with the newfound... I got to talk to the engineer about this mic stand. And his arm is <laughs> Very just... Very Um... <laughs> But with with an actual understanding of what the religion is all about, yes, absolutely, because it's not about the Hollywood and the the, the glorification of the dark side of the religion. I say, yeah, we should do it. I mean, we don't have to. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. But I would go. All right. So if we get a, a message from a, a listener that says, "Hey, I'm I practice voodoo and I'm going to have a you know a ceremony." Fat Tuesday, then we'll all get together and go. Would you go, Jake Paul? Oh my God, I would love to. Any (laughs) opportunity that I have that uh, uh, any belief system, any practitioner, anyone, a community opens their arms and invites you into that space to really get a glimpse of what it actually is. What's sacred to them, yeah. Yes, I think that's such a big blessing and I would be so, so humbled and so thankful and so, you know, very filled with gratitude to be able to get an an opportunity to actually see from my own eyes, you know, instead of reading and or hearsay, you know, because I think that's the best way to get, you know, the, the, the most out of it and get your actual final opinion maybe everybody should and uh, you know not that I'm on the payroll for the city everybody should <laughs> go to New Orleans and mm-hmm. experience that energy that spirit energy mm-hmm. there every place you go to on Bourbon Street yeah not that kind of spirit <laughs> these guys making the drinking sign um, Universal there's a lot of that too but um, to to go from place to place I did not get to go to um, that that particular cemetery but mm. all the cemeteries are above ground there's a lot of tours for that a lot of the historical things it, it's absolutely i went to the church i went to the cathedral oh. um we my cousins and i were all there and it was the rainiest um like april in new orleans and as we're walking we're walking in the church and um our everybody's praying i mean obviously it's still like open for mass and they're in there so you don't just go and tour so we walk in and all of our sneakers are going so I immediately, you know, I do the whole thing. I bless myself and I go down the aisle and it's like, getting the thing. I turn around and look at my one cousin and I start church laughing. I start laughing and she keeps trying to get me to stop. We get up to, finally, she's like, let's go. So we get up to leave, and as we leave, it's, it was like something out of a movie. It was horrible. But that cathedral is also, it's very, the energy from it, it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, I can't wait to go there. So it is a, a must-see place, and I have said before to people, probably some of the nicest people on the planet live in New Orleans. The friendliest people, I don't care Most if you're in Cafe Du Monde or wherever you go. And they also the have, just for you, D. Scott, they have drive through daiquiri locations. Oh, drive through <laughs> daiquiri. It's, it's totally legal there. You can go to Chick-fil-A on one corner and then go through the drive through daiquiri. Oh um, Strawberry daiquiri. I don't drink please. very much and I drank everybody's daiquiri in the car. <laughs> um, and laughed all the way home to Slide Al. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, when I say to you, the, the people are, um, if there's anything to do with spirit or voodoo with that, they are the loveliest people 
Um, I think anywhere, and I've gone to Tennessee, people are great there, and in South Carolina, um, as you know, the Southern people are just wonderful, but the people in Louisiana were beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. No matter where we went. So make sure it's a must go to put it on your bucket list and you can go for all the haunted tours. Anything else you want to say about voodoo or hoodoo? Um, I, I think that it's more just about, you know, it's just a word from the wise. It's just, you know, any attempt that you can make to be as eclectic and far reaching as possible is just it helps you be a better person at the end of the day. It helps you have a better understanding, appreciation of other belief systems. And, you know, when you go out of your own way and kind of make an effort to be proven wrong and to be, you know, mm, educated and gain insight on things that we're not familiar about. I think that's very empowering. And I think that it opens more conversation and discussions that allows it to be less mystified and brought to the light and to not be so um, uh, demonized or, or serpent in the rainbow. Right. 100%. Yeah. The exactly. them and the us. Right. I think that, I think that would be a great, I think that's a great stepping stone for anybody in any, any walk of life, quite honestly. I know. do too. Try to be more globally spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts for you on voodoo hoodoo? Uh, just being, I think it's so important that when we, uh, encounter anything that's different or scary to, to approach it with an open heart and don't be afraid fear is the enemy mm-hmm. and, and we don't need to be so them and us and I just find right now in our society there's just so much hate right. I, why not just open your heart and walk forward and, and greet people and learn and, and, and try to find what we I, have in common. I have to say, for me, I loved learning more about this because there were so many things I did not know. Same here. And there's still some, so much more I to learn more. before a, a podcast, but I thought it was fascinating um, to learn what we did about that and how it's, it's you know, with the, with the angels and the higher spirits and that they're not invoking the devil and that kind of stuff. Anybody giving anything up for Lent? Do you give up some, anything or do you do that? Nope, I wasn't. I, I honestly, I don't. Nope. I know as much about Lent as you know the next. As apparently not as the next person. I right. don't know anything about it. Do you, do you give up anything, T. Scott? Well, this is when you talk about do more of something. Um, a couple of years ago, I was having a lot of stress with driving, so I, I took up swearing for Lent, but not using the Lord's name in vain, and it has reduced my stress quite a bit. Oh my God! <laughs> no, but I, I'm attempting to give up sugar. For Lent, mm. for health reasons, that's a I mean, good one. Things, but I think it's really important. To that's try enough to time too to like system. reprogram your body. Exactly, of giving that up. Exactly, I'm giving up. I was going to say something really dirty. I'm giving <laughs> up. Um, I, in an active thought is um, things that are like toxic people, toxic situations, and not trying to fix them, using my energy elsewhere. And that's been like a main theme for me going into 2020. Mm. And during Lent, I'm going to be even more mindful of that, um, that if I see somebody on my phone, um, I'm not going to be the same kind of response. Actually, the other thing I've done is been brutally honest. Mm-hmm. And I, in the past, I've... Uh, Sugar-coated it. Totally sugar-coated it. Been more PR. Where now I am, I am really, really honest with people that kind of have a separate agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's the the guy hitting me up with the kind of dirty text, subtle text, oh, or, or you know, or the ex with the text like that, or, or just people where you think to yourself, I, I know what your agenda is. A, I'm a psychic, and you don't need to be psychic to see that this is a big red flag mm-hmm. coming from you. So. Uh, being very honest and being like, listen, I'm I'm not, not a interested. part of that. I'm not interested, mm-hmm. and good luck to you on that, whatever that is. <laughs> so often, you know, you're so worried that you can hurt their feelings. They don't care if they're hurting your feelings. 
No. (laughs) Amen to that. So that's a that's a big part of what I'm giving up for Lent. You're not giving anything up for Lent? Are you giving anything up for Lent? No? Just being <laughs> fabulous is your whole guess, right? He's just so fabulous, he doesn't need to. No. Yeah, he's just God, too I cute. <laughs> I, that's why you love him. Well, again, thank you for saying for another episode yes. um, for our Bonus voodoo. Episode. And again, happy Fat Tuesday. Happy Yay. Lent for everybody. Hopefully it brings a lot of prosperity. And one Amen. last time, laissez-les bon temps rouler. Let the good times roll. <laughs> Please share us and subscribe and let us know if there's other episodes you'd like to hear from us. And if you know anybody that practices voodoo, have them reach out to us. We, will do, we would like to do, an, we could do another episode on this with someone that knows way more than what we than looked we up, know, like yes. than what, yes. what we found on Google. <laughs> we found on Google and like literally <laughs> found the stuff while you guys were talking about it. I Googled it. Message one of us or message the Psychic on the Scene uh, podcast Facebook page mm-hmm. and we will set something up and have them in. Love it. That this is also the great. only episode where I really talked a lot more. Because <laughs> I made you. It won't be allowed to anymore. This I know. Too offensive. I know. Very <laughs> offensive. No, it's not. Oh. Thank you all again. <laughs>